like audiobooks or audio shows, check out a free trial of Audible. Just click the link in the description. You are listening to Mindshock. This is your host, Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And we have a very interesting podcast for you tonight. We are going to be looking at the best photographic evidence of ghosts. Now, we've talked about ghosts on the podcast before. Maxwell is not a true believer. Is that correct, Maxwell? You don't believe in ghosts? Um, I don't know what to think of it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm uh, skeptical. Maxwell is a skeptic. I myself, I'm not sure. I believe, we talked about this many times, I believe witnesses are telling what they believe to be the truth. Of course. Whether we'll that, yeah, whether that is actually what happened or not is another of is up for debate. However, it is very curious that people are citing translucent apparitions in historical garb that appear <laughs> and disappear on whims. I mean, that is strange, don't you think, Maxwell? Yeah. It's always this. It's always places where people were experienced. Uh, terrible deaths and stress and yeah places like that it's never a happy place like it's never like <laughs> this is where you know this famous person grew up and lived happily you know yeah <laughs> it's, it's always it's always traumatized yep crazy yep so we're gonna go through a list of some of the best known photographs. Photographs that aren't just random CGI fakery. Like these are historical photographs. The first, hold on, Maxwell, okay. is the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. So here's one photograph. This is the most famous I, one. Yes, I remember that when I was a kid, my my mom actually bought a book on on like like ghosts. I forget what it was, but I re I, I remember that growing up. That's old. That must have been like, I would say, 60s, 70s. The image was shot in September 1936. God damn! Yeah, it's one of the oldest and best pieces of evidence. Now, it's not the only photograph, but we'll do a quick recap and then we'll look at some of the other photographs of the uh, brown lady of Raynham Hall. So... This is this might be that was probably like a, a light that showed got like showed through like a curtain or something and it just it just he just happened to you know block it with his body as he was uh developing it or something. That's your theory? I don't know, I'm thinking. So Raynham Hall is in Norfolk, England. And this was taken by one of the photographers for Country Life magazine, Captain Hubert Provand. So, one account states that he had his head buried in the focusing cloth when his assistant, Indri Shira, glimpsed a veiled form gliding down the house's grand oak staircase and excitedly demanded that he take a picture. So, this was not, oh, uh, this was not some kind of weird processing effect. Okay. So, his assistant saw the ghost walking down the stairs and she was like, take that picture. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. That's what the account states. Huh, that's interesting. So by the time Provan raised his head, the figure had vanished, leading Provan to suggest that Shira had imagined the incident. The development process, however, revealed something unsettling. Oh. 
This ghost, thought to be that of Lady Dorothy Townshend, has been glimpsed several times since the early 1800s. She officially died of smallpox in 1726, but other legends have developed stating that she was locked in her bedroom by her husband for committing adultery. Jeez. See, again, traumatized events yeah. like terrible deaths, smallpox. And Witnesses describe the phantom as having an air of madness or menace about it. The specter has reportedly been seen intermittently about the hall since the photo was taken. You know, the other thing interesting about some of these ghosts that haunt specific areas, if these are just glitches in film, how come the same glitches are happening in the same spot, like at, at certain times, and then not at other times? Like, if it was like... How do you know he's always happens at the same spot? Well, they're saying it's down, it's down that hall. It's not somewhere else in the Wait, hall. so this happened many times in that hallway? Yes. And different people. Uh, right, so, yes, okay. throughout like hundreds of years. Huh. So what I'm saying, or over 100 years now, 150 years. So what I'm saying is, how come the phenomena doesn't, like let's say light comes through a window real weird and it bounces off of something that nobody knows about and that specific style camera will cause some kind of a weird glow. Oh, okay. You take 100 pictures, how come that weird glow is only in like one or two? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if it's a byproduct of something physical, of a physical light abnormality that would cause the glow, or it's the mechanism of the camera. For example, if you used a specific model of camera in a specific film, that glitch should happen when light hits that something specific every time in that model. So if you're using two different models of camera, that glitch should not happen on a different model. Make sense? Because yeah. if it's something specific to the technical specifications of a specific camera, so that would that would that would mean it was something uh, like what you said before. Like if it's a glitch or some kind of abnormality with a specific camera or a specific location, it should be repeatable. Yeah, because that's what science is: yeah. <laughs> observable, repeat, measurable, observable, repeatable. Yeah. Not a random effect. Yeah. So. We're going to look at another image of the brown lady. That one looks oh, more recent. Crap. Wait, is that uh, recent? What year? That one looks more recent. Um, let's see. It looks like a, like a skeleton of a face and like a dress. And... Yeah, the oh, most... wait, that looks really well, similar. Holy crap. It does, but look, you can actually make out the face. Yeah, I can see it's that. Like, it looks with the face. Yeah, I can, and I can see it on that, too. Yeah. It looks like almost like she's on white fire, sort of. Like there's a weird smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really bizarre. Wait, wait, how recent was that? Was that 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 one? Wait, what's that photo of? What's that photo of? Is that is that her? That is no, 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 no. Like, scroll down, scroll down. That. What is that? That's a painting. Of her or what? Yeah. Her? All right. So let's go over this account. So obviously, most famous ghost photograph possibly ever. So. Supposedly, there's countless eyewitness accounts, and more so than any other place. So, Raynham Hall. Now, she was assumed to be Lady Dorothy Townshend. However, that's an assumption. So, we're going to go over a couple different theories. Since she's wearing a fabric of a brocade-style dress, that's where she got the moniker The Brown Lady. 
named after the fabric of the dress because that's what she's always spotted in. So Dorothy Walpole, sister to Robert Walpole and the first Prime Minister of Great Britain, Lady Dorothy married to Charles Townshend, a horrible man known for a cruel temper. Townshend was a very paranoid man and eventually accused his poor wife of adultery. Before Lady Dorothy could defend herself, she was locked away in her room inside Raynham Hall, not even allowed to speak or see her own children. In 1725, a funeral was held for the lady, though many believed she continued to be held against her will inside the dark rooms of Raynham Hall until her true death years later. The plot thickens. The first sighting of the brown lady was during Christmas in 1835, when Colonel Loftus and Frederick Marriott were invited to stay at the house. According to the story, Loftus and Marriott were up late one evening when they witnessed a lantern light moving quickly down the long hallway towards them. Always happens in this hallway. As the light approached, both men hid behind the doors on opposite sides of the hallway. Marriott watched her approaching nearer and nearer through the chink of the door until, as she was close enough to him, distinguished the colors and style of her costume. He recognized the figure as the facsimile of the portrait of the brown lady. He had his finger on the trigger of his revolver and was about to demand it to stop and give the reason for its presence there when the figure halted of its own accord before the door behind which he stood and holding the lighted lamp she carried to her features, grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner at him. That's creepy. Oftentimes, the brown lady is described as having no eyes while sporting a terrifying and maniacal smile on her face as she wanders aimlessly through the dark hallways. No eyes. That's scary. With her lantern raised high above her head. Well, yeah, even how many that people, How many people has witnessed this? Uh, it says hundreds. Hundreds? Hundreds. Of oh, wait, where is this again? In England. Oh, shit. Since 1835. So the, the, photo, the most famous photograph, September 19, 1936, by Captain Hubert Provand. And this manifested as an unexplainable mist. And the vapor began moving down the stairs. The account of Provand and Shearer's ghostly experience at Raynham Hall was published in Country Life magazine on December 26, 1936, along with the photograph of the brown lady. The photograph and the account of its taking also appeared in January 4, 1937 edition of Life magazine. So it's pretty famous. Yeah. This is a pretty famous photograph. So what's the contention? What is, the, what the, is the misty one, right? The yeah. Misty one, yeah. What, what, is the, what is the likelihood that it was faked? Or they just made up the story? Not likely, because back then, probably, I don't know, they... Less don't... likely than now. Yeah, yeah, less yeah. likely than now, because, like, today, you, you can, you know, you can produce income from photographs and fo uh, videos. Um, but back then... Well, I, I guess you can, too, like selling prints and stuff. I don't know. Two books. Well, no, they could edit the photograph from the negative, from the yeah. negative, like it's been done. But, like, what would the point be? Gaining attention, low self-esteem, I don't know, whatever. So, witnesses have sighted the ghost in different rooms, but it's usually in that one hallway with the staircase. So, there's a little bit more backstory to Dorothy. The story goes that Dorothy fell deeply in love with the young Lord Charles Townshend, who returned her feelings 
asked her father, Robert Walpole, for her hand in marriage. Robert, who was also Townshend's guardian, refused to give his permission, afraid that people would think that he was using his guardianship for his own self-interest. Heartbroken, Charles shortly afterwards married Elizabeth Pelham, daughter of the first Baron Thomas Pelham of Loughton. Elizabeth died in 1711, leaving Charles a widower with five surviving children. He was eventually reunited with Dorothy and the two married in 1713. What Charles did not know was that during the time they had been apart, Dorothy had an affair with the notorious Lord War. The father of the infamous Philip, first Duke of Wharton, founder of one of the earliest Hellfire clubs. That's another, that's another topic for another podcast. I don't know what the hell. But the hell strange is. connection. An occult Illuminati type uh, secret society club. When Charles eventually found out, he flew into a terrible rage. Locking Dorothy in her rooms, he forbade her from ever seeing her children again. She remained in prison for the rest of her life until her death in 1726, reportedly from smallpox. So, as you were saying, it's usually some kind of violent or wrongful situation going on with people that... with entities that are ghosts. We discussed the ghost theory, I think, in our first podcast... Are these simply demons masquerading uh, yeah. as people? The That's Halloween, very interesting. The Halloween episode. Yeah. Our infamous inaugural podcast. <laughs> if you haven't checked that out, you should go check that out. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> that was a fun one. Yeah. So what do you think? Some people purport that all ghosts are simply demons or demonic activity of some kind. So they're taking what they know and manifesting as a person without it actually being that spirit of that person. What do you think? It seems kind of strange just for the purpose of scaring random people. Wait, so what's your question? What do we think of all ghosts simply being demonic energies for the sole purpose of scaring people <laughs> and just introducing negative energy into the universe through fear or whatever? I don't know. I'm still think I'm still like trying to trying to deal with the existence of ghosts. <laughs> Well, obviously, this is predicated on the fact on the fact if they exist. Yeah, okay. There was obviously some kind of weird mist there that was witnessed by a hundred people in that hallway that resembled a lady wearing a brown dress. <laughs> but but you were you were asking um, ask your thing again. Like I don't, you you were saying that like some people think that all ghosts are demons. Are demons. Are de- yes, evil, masquerading as people that used to like they're taking the form yeah, of someone yeah. used to live to trick people into believing that that person is the ghost of that per- yeah. of whoever uh, the ghost is of. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, um, like I said before, I mean, it's usually people who wit- who witnessed uh, trauma. Hmm, that's interesting. See, I'm going with that. Are you saying that like uh, like these demons like the fear? So like if they if people experience like fear, yeah, they, they, they the kind of yeah. So yes. they they kind of embody that that. Um, that was not my point. My point was they just used. I mean, although that is a good point. Yeah. That if they can thinking, only take the form of someone who kind yeah, of there was negativity around it already, yeah, yeah. that opens the door for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like, also, like, is it a like, coincidence? Uh, wait, let me ask you this. Has there ever been uh, a ghost where people knew the person as being very happy, healthy, and that kind of thing? Or was it... I, well, I've never heard accounts, of a There's different accounts of Dorothy. Some accounts say that she was happy and lived a good life. So, Although yeah. that doesn't... I mean, that doesn't change yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the end was traumatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of this stuff is unverified as well, or there's multiple sources on it. However, I mean, I don't think Philip... 
uh, his father being the founder of the Hellfire Club, a satanic organization in high society. That's very interesting. I mean, this was uncovered in, in, in London, 1721. Jeez. Satanism in high society. And this was published in the London Gazette. So, like, this is like official. Uh, I'm going to read a little excerpt of this. His Majesty has received information which gives great reason to suspect that there have been lately and still are about the cities of London and Westminster certain scandalous clubs or societies of young persons who meet together in the most impious and blasphemous manner, insult the most sacred principles of holy religion, affront Almighty God Himself, and corrupt the minds and morals of one another. And we're not going to go too far into the Hellfire Club and, and all of the occult Illuminati connections. But is that simply a coincidence that that, that was Philip's father? That was, that's very so, interesting. And does that have something to do with some kind of, was yeah. she sacrificed to the yeah. occult? Wait, did you, was, what was the lady's name? The ghost? Dorothy? Yeah, but why'd you say Philip's? Philip's father. That was who she married. Oh, okay. Or who she had the affair with. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. she had an affair with uh, Lord Wharton. Huh. No, Lord War. he was, yes, he was the father of Philip who founded the first Duke of Wharton who founded one of the earliest Hellfire Clubs. So what do you think? Is that a coincidence in this case? Is that why she's a ghost? Was there something more going on? Did they have occult connections, seances, sacrifices? What's going on, Maxwell? That's very interesting. They definitely did something. If ghosts existed. <laughs> <laughs> so here is actually, he was sarcastically named Honest Tom. This, we're talking about Wharton now. Of all the liars of his time, he was the most deliberate, the most inventive, and the most circumstantial. And he had a mercurial character. He was also referred to as diabolical and the most universal villain I ever knew. This is Jonathan Swift who wrote this about him. Philip earned a reputation which equaled and possibly surpassed that of his father, the founder of the Hellfire, as the founder of the Hellfire Club. So, coincidence or no? Uh, coincidence. Coincidence, definitely. Hellfire Club, just a coincidence. Yeah. Just a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Mary, 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 Philip, and who happened to have a coincidence? Yeah, coincidence. Definitely the father was the head of the, uh, the, I forgot what the name was, Hellfire Club. So here was one of the first sightings. That's what, hey, that's what uh, Benjamin Franklin uh, joined, right? What? That, but that's what Benjamin Franklin joined, right? Hellfire? Wasn't he, wasn't he part of that? Tell about what this podcast is about. <laughs> so the first, supposedly one of the first sightings, was Christmas 1835. This was Lucia C. Stone and Colonel Loftus. And after a game of chess, yeah, I read this, they were retiring to bed. One of the accounts said that it was dark in the glowing face. Her eyes appeared to be gouged out. That's very interesting. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, this is not the ghost part, right? This is like... This, no, this is the witness the ghost. This is the first account of the ghost. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, got it. Sorry. The Christmas account, 1835. I thought they did something to her, like, in her physical body. Like, he, they gouged her eyes and stuff. I thought that's what you said. Like, they gouged her eyes, but... You said that they well, after the story circulated, this is then Marriott came to investigate because he thought it was actually a prank to keep strangers away from the hall. So, Royal Navy Captain Frederick Marriott visited the hall as part of a hunting party, and he asked to be put in the room which contained the painting of the woman who Loftus was convinced he had seen. 
The first two nights passed without incident, and he was given no opportunity to use his gun. One evening, on the third night, as he was getting ready for bed, he heard a knock on the door. Two of the company had come to ask Marriott's opinion on a new gun recently arrived from London. After examining the gun, the men decided to accompany Marriott back to his room and joked that he should take the gun with him to protect himself from the lady ghost. The three men were making their way along the dark and gloomy corridor when suddenly they saw the figure of a melancholy woman carrying a light approaching them. Thinking that it was one of the ladies in their party, the half-dressed Marriott, for the sake of modesty, hid himself in the space between the double doors of one of the bedrooms. The, other, the two other men joined him. As she approached, Marriott recognized her as the woman from the portrait in his bedroom. Never a man to cower in fear, he kept his finger firmly on the trigger, intending to confront her and demand an explanation. Before he could do so, the apparition stopped in front of where Marriott and the others were concealing themselves. She turned to face him and grinned in a malicious and diabolical manner. What year was that witness? So this was 18... The first account... This was in 1836, mm -hmm. and the first account was in 1835. So it was over a hundred years of numerous witnesses claiming they have seen this brown lady ghost. So paranormal investigator Harry Price interviewed both Provand and Shira and concluded that the men had not conspired to deceive the public and that the photograph was genuine. Investigators John Fairley and Simon Welfare claimed that on examining the image they could discern a pale line above each stair trend, which indicates that one picture has been superimposed over the other. Others agreeing with Fairley and Welfare have suggested that the image looks like a standard Virgin Mary statue and that on close study you can see that the hands of the woman are clasped in prayer and that the dress is typical of the V-shaped garments carved in those statues and even the pedestal on which the st statue stands can clearly be seen. Many others, even today, believe that the photograph is genuine, including Lord Rainham, who is convinced that Dorothy's spirit does remain in the house. She isn't there to haunt the house, but she is still there. I know she's there, and I'm glad she's around. Hmm. Rainham Hall is not the only place where the spirit of Dorothy has been seen. The ghost of a young Dorothy has been seen occasionally at Sandringham House while a royal guest claims to have been visited by a terrifying vision. A young George IV, while staying at Houghton, awoke in the middle of the night to see the ghost of the brown lady at the foot of the bed. It is claimed that the Prince of Wales left the hall immediately, declaring that he would not spend another hour in the accursed house, for tonight I have seen that which I hope to God I never see again. How far is that place to that other place that has been? <laughs> Somewhere in the immediate area. Other ghostly residents of Raynham Hall. So supposedly there's ghosts of a cocker spaniel, two children, and the Duke of Monmouth. An elderly spinster claimed to have been visited by the Duke of Monmouth while she was spending a night at Raynham Hall and found the experience both flattering and agreeable. Wait, did you say the, uh, the animal was a ghost too? Yeah, the ghost. Uh, yeah, the dog. There, I think you mentioned this the last podcast episode. Um, like a lot of animal... Ghost. I, I don't have that. There's I a don't fair really number. Hear. Yeah, there's a fair number of animal ghosts. But, so, accounts um, as well. are usually the animal ghosts tortured or something like that, or like they had a, they experienced a horrible death, or is it usually no accompanying? Is it accompanying? Is it usually accompanied by the owners or something? I'm not sure. I think there, there's less accounts of of animal ghosts. So there's not as much known, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's some cases where where the animal did have a... Yeah, it's, uh, 
I don't see any lines above the staircase where they're talking about. They said there's two images on top of each other. I don't see what they're talking about. Yeah, because the light and the pedestal, I don't see that as a pedestal because you can see to the left the what light was pedest- like, like a statue pedestal, they said, that it was just a superimposed image. Oh. So anyway, what's her final verdict on this one? Real image, fake image, real ghost, not real ghost, some kind of weird phenomena that happens only in that hallway. And the connects the strange connection to the Hellfire Club. A lot of strangeness there. Yeah. I'm surprised there haven't been more. I mean, maybe there have, but I couldn't find any more modern photographs or videos. Wait, what is? Wait, what is this? Look, look at this one. Like, why is that more detailed? Or is this? This has to be like. Is this another photo that was taken from like another time, or? That's just a that's, flicker. I don't know what that. That's a. That's that's a more modern photo. It looks completely fake to me. Wait, so how many photos of that same hallway? Supposedly, the there, there's not there's not that many. So it's just one, but people people I've say that it, they yeah. right on the same spot. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's check it out. Is it still around that place? Okay, so in the Independent, Alan Murdy, a barrister and also a researcher into the supernatural, found evidence in a dusty folder in the manuscripts department of Cambridge University Library. He said he has stumbled across evidence that this photograph is a fake 70 years after the photograph was taken. How do you figure? The file details an exhaustive investigation into the phenomenon shortly after the image was taken. Conducted by the Society for Physical Research, it concludes that there's almost certainly a mundane explanation for the spectral image in the photo. The evidence includes the discovery that the camera may have leaked light onto the photographic plate. What the heck? That's not proof. How is that proof at all? Oh, wow. This article is terrible. All right, so that's all they have into proving it's a fake. It may have leaked light. Hmm. I don't know how that makes a figure with no eyes, hmm. but... All right, so it, there, there seems to be nothing conclusive debunking it. <sighs> but I do find it strange that it's not easy to find. Why aren't people... I'm guessing, paranormal, since it's such a famous photograph, paranormal researchers have been there. They've probably set up cameras, and they can't get another image. Although, this is something that I've wondered for a long time. If paranormal phenomena is linked to some kind of electromagnetic disturbance, then a digital camera yeah. would not record it. You'd have to use film. Hmm. So that's something that keeps wonder, coming up. I wonder up. if ghost hunters like go back to retro film instead of like the, a lot of the stuff I saw they don't because they're always using digital and there's always interference. Yeah, but there's batteries but, going dead for yeah. No so reason. so what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like I'm wondering like maybe some of they them should. are smart enough should go go yeah. do both like do digital and oh, film. Yeah. <laughs> so this way you have two. film is just so annoying compared to digital like because there's so, so much in the process yeah. like uh, the developing but uh, i had this question in mind although, so you would need analog technology because digital there's too much interference with digital technology although to counter that there does seem to be a fair amount of ghosts captured on digital photo- photography yeah, yeah, yeah. and on digital video as well yeah so it's it's strange it's definitely strange. I was wondering about this. Uh, I was curious. Um, has there been a, pla- a haunted place? They tear down the place, and I was wondering if ghosts continue to appear or witness in that area. Because if a ghost continues to Wait, visit, say that like, again. If a ghost, uh, if if there's a haunted house and there's ghosts all all okay. the time there that are witnessed, if you demolish the house oh. what would happen to the ghosts would they continually appear because no because it seems like the ghosts are attached to the house structure 
because that's where they experience most of the time the traumatic events. The death, the... Yeah, I don't know. So in certain certain haunted house cases, you have the ghost wandering the backyard and then also in the house. So so if you demolish uh, the house... Is it? Is it? But it's still like you a, like completely a, demolished, including the basement. You excavate all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like, take left it out. out. Take it out. Nothing. It just land. But I think the ghost would be like, "Where the hell is my place? I'm supposed to haunt this place. <laughs> like, where? You know, I'm supposed to have visitors here I so I can people, scare them." People have done that though. They have demolished haunted homes. And then they built another structure, and, more, they, and then the ghosts get all confused, like, where the hell is my room? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I'm not sure they built, in certain cases, they don't build another structure. They demolish the house, and then they just leave, so there's nobody there to haunt. Hmm. So what do you think about this? Like, I, I think I asked this question about Bigfoot, if a tree falls in the woods situation. Oh, shit. If there's no humans around to scare, are the ghosts just always walking around and haunting? Or is it only when there's a human there to witness it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and if they're using digital cameras to record all this and they're not getting that much because they're digital cameras, they need they need analog film cameras recording 24-7 in these haunted locations. But back to what I was saying about Raynham Hall, it seems like more paranormal researchers would be investigating, especially like it was so famous. Why aren't there more photographs? Why aren't there videos? Even on film, shot on film, like throughout, like say, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, when they were still using analog film, that's true. Why they, isn't there more evidence? There should be. Well, what is that place anyway? Is that a place to stay, like a hotel? What is it? Raynham Hall. But I mean, it used like, to be like an aristocratic building. So it's like a tourist place. Like you, you visit it yeah. to to like like a the, the Penance Hall and like something like that. Yeah. Like a manor type house. So there should be millions of photos and videos, if it's that if that's the case. I don't know. I don't know, it's strange. Couldn't find too much more. But we'll leave you at that. So that was the Raynham Hall evidence. One of the most compelling photographs of ghost evidence ever captured. If you like our podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. And also check out our Patreon. We will catch you guys next time. Have a good night. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. Hey, Maxwell Powers. See you later.